It's that time. Welcome to the Time to Man Up podcast. And here's your host, Sean Hess. Hey, man, I want to welcome you to this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. Uh, it is, I mean, we're not even to Thanksgiving yet, but you know how it is. Uh, it doesn't take long for retail to get Christmas out there. And so uh, I figured that this would be a good episode for me to share. Guys, if you are looking for a gift for your dad, for your brother, brother-in-law, a guy friend, uh, we have some options for you at timetomanup.com. Uh, we've got some hats and we've got this, a uh, black hat. We've got a, a black hat with a gray bill and then a Navy hat with a gray bill. And, uh, I just love these hats. I, I wear them almost everywhere I go. And then we've got our traditional, uh, shirts. We've got the military, uh, green. We've also got our denim blue. And the great thing about it is on the back. Uh, it's got 1 Corinthians 16, verses 13 to 14, which is our uh, theme verse for our initial study. And that initial study is man up, becoming the man God desires you to be. And guys, if you are in a men's ministry at your church, I just want to encourage you to check this out. Uh, and I mean, you can even email me. I'll send you a free one if you want to check it out for your men's ministry. But we would love to get this into your hands uh, we think that it's very uh, helpful, beneficial in men's ministry, or maybe you just got a group of guys that you're doing a Bible study with and you're looking for, uh, it's a 10 week study and it's a great opportunity to grow as you desire to become the man God wants you to be. And so we encourage you with that, but it's hard to believe for me because when we launched time to man up, it's been a year now. And when we launched it, we launched it around Thanksgiving because I just thought that seemed, it's nice when you launch it around a holiday because you always know when those special uh, anniversaries roll around. And so it's been one year since we launched Time to Man Up. Uh, it has been a long year with many challenges, but very appropriate in our episode before Thanksgiving to just be thankful for God's provisions along the way. I am thankful for God's guidance, for God's direction, and sometimes even redirection along the way where we had to recalculate and get back on track where maybe we had wandered off a little bit and God had to get us back to exactly what his purpose was for us. But I also want to say thank you for all of those who have been part of this journey. And of course, that, that gratefulness begins with my wife. And I am thankful for my wife who allowed me to turn a spare bedroom into a podcast room. For you that know the story, we never planned on a podcast being part of this transition from Ohio down to Florida. And uh, within a few weeks, uh, three individuals said, you need to do a podcast. Uh, there are times when I still wonder if that was a good decision, uh, but you know what? We just keep trusting God that in his time, uh, things will take off. They will get going and we continue to trust him for that man to my family who always is there. And I love hanging out with them. Special thank you to you guys. Uh, it has been great moving to Florida. The one benefit was we live near all three of our children. Uh, my mom and dad live down here, my aunt and uncle, my cousin, 
Uh, it is great to have family around you when you're going through challenges like the launch of Time to Man Up. I want to give a special uh, thanks to those who have financially supported this ministry. Listen, uh, we're not breaking bank on this. We're not even getting by with this ministry right now. And that's the one thing somebody told me. He says, get ready because it's going to be tough at the beginning. And it's been tough. But for those that have given to this ministry, thank you so much because even though it hasn't been enough to provide full support for us, it just is encouraging. Uh, even, I mean, we've got someone that gives 99 cents a month, and I'm just going to tell you, that means a lot. That means a lot. And uh, my gratitude for all of you that have given to this ministry financially, I can't say enough. Thank you for that. But I also want to thank all of those who have been with us along this journey Thank you for sticking with us, for being part of this. And all I ask is that please help us get the word out. Get the word out to your churches. And we need you subscribing. We need you liking. We need you sharing. Whatever you can do to help us get the word out. Because all we can do is develop content, give you quality of a video, and then... We have to rely on you guys to help us get that out. So thank you for being part of this journey. Now, with that being said, this is our last episode before we celebrate Thanksgiving. And so I want to focus our time together on giving thanks, giving thanks to God, giving thanks to those in our lives who have been there, who have helped us through times. And uh, for our family, Thanksgiving is one of our favorite holidays. Now, I know on the spiritual ranking of things, uh, you've got Easter, right? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's like awesomely important. You've got December, which is the birth of Jesus. And that's really important. But for our family, just being together for family, Thanksgiving is the best. And every year we would get together at my mom and dad's home up in Ohio before they moved down here. And we packed the house with people. And uh, we would have family members come from all over. There would be friends that would be part of that. And friends that became family in a lot of ways. And uh, we would have so many people that people would have to stay at other people's homes so that we could house everyone. Uh, and that was just great to get together to have lunch, to take naps after we ate the turkey. And um, then at night, we had this thing called Christmas of Our Lord. And uh, it was kind of like Christmas on Thanksgiving night, okay? And uh, so what would happen is my mom and my dad and other people sometimes would buy gifts. Some were prank gifts. Some were serious gifts. Some were stage of life gifts about something that was going on in your life at that time very creative and we would get monopoly money and my dad would run an auction and uh people would buy gifts what was funny is when this first started out my kids were little and everybody got x amount of dollars and the kids are just like they're going big trying to get stuff right and then they would buy a gift and sometimes you would buy a gift that was for someone else and can you imagine spending your money in the auction only to find out that your gift was for someone else. And what was interesting is watching my kids' response to it was awesome. 
how they were actually happy to be able to give their gift to someone else. Um, that was cool. I wasn't saying, hey, you know, go give it to your cousin, you know, be happy about it. Uh, but they were willing to do that. And sometimes they got gifts that somebody else bought. And uh, that was a neat thing. In with Thanksgiving coming up, we always look forward to that time uh, with family. And I'm sure each one of you has those foods, those activities that you do on Thanksgiving, and you only do it once a year, but it's on those days that you do it in celebration. And for many of you, you get together with family and you celebrate. It's interesting that the beginning of when, when Thanksgiving became official, where we celebrated it on the last Thursday of the month of November uh, in 1863. Now that's the middle, I believe the, the Civil War was a 61 to 65, if I'm correct. And so in the midst of the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln gives this Thanksgiving proclamation where they are going to give time to thank God. And it's really interesting because throughout the proclamation, he is talking about thanking the Almighty God, the Almighty God's providence, his provisions. And he's talking about all these things. And he says, what we are going to do is as a nation, we are going to come together and we are going to give thanks to God on that last Thursday of November. It's interesting that our nation has continued to move further and further and further away from God, further and further away from biblical principles. And in doing that, uh, you will have people get together and celebrate Thanksgiving celebrate Christmas, celebrate Easter. And the reality is they have no desire for anything of God. And uh, Abraham Lincoln understood the value of God. And even in that, he says, you know what? We give thanks for the healing that, that God is going to do in our land. Uh, he understood that God was the only one that could bring that land together. So what I would like to do in this episode I want to just talk about giving thanks and some different aspects of giving thanks. And the first aspect is, is, is right. It's the starting line. It's not the finish line. It's the starting line. And that is giving thanks to God. Before we give thanks to anyone else in our lives, we need to give thanks to God because he is above all things. He is in all things. And men, can I just say that you need to be the leader. If you are married, you need to be the leader in your marriage to give thanks to God. If you are a father, you need to lead your children in giving thanks to God. And you need to help them understand the source of their provisions. And uh, no matter how big or small those provisions are, we give thanks for them. Uh, the Psalms has a lot to say about giving thanks. Uh, Psalm 136, it's like we give thanks and it's talking about his love endures forever. And every verse, his love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love guys. I love that because what I know is this, I mess up. I think I'm pretty uh, safe in saying you mess up. And, uh, the fact that God's love endures forever, it's not dependent on my ability to do the right thing or get something right or wrong. Uh, his love for me endures forever. Um, that's why he sent his son Jesus to die for me. And I give thanks for that. But Psalm 717 says, 
I will give to the Lord the thanks due his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. What I want you to understand, men, is this. Yes, we give thanks to God for his provisions. We give thanks to God for his blessings, for his gifts. But even if all of that was stripped away, we give thanks to God because it is due him. We give thanks to God because of who he is, right? His righteousness, his holiness, his justness. And, and I love that mercy and that grace when it's directed at me, maybe not always when it's directed at other people. And I want his righteous and justness to that. But when we look at this, we are to give thanks due to his righteousness and we sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Psalm 97, 12 says this, rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous and give thanks to his holy name. His name is above all things. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of that gratitude. And so we give thanks to God. Giving thanks is so easy to do, but so often forgotten. We need to raise our children to show gratitude, to show gratitude toward God, to show gratitude toward others. I mean, guys, who doesn't like to be thanked? One thing my parents instilled in me is the, the importance of saying thank you. And when people do things, uh, sometimes I probably even give more gratitude than maybe deserved, but I just think that's encouraging. When we say thank you to people, it lets them know, I recognize what you have done. I recognize that sacrifice of time, money, whatever it is, I recognize that. It's such a simple act to do to say thank you. I mean, guys, it's so somebody holds the door for you and you say, thank you. It's so easy to do. There are sometimes when I love to do good things for people, <laughs> love to do nice things for people. I don't receive it well when people do nice things for me, right? I, I'm guessing there are a lot of guys out there like that is that we want to do things for other people. We just don't want other people to do things for us because we don't want to put them out. We don't want to have them sacrifice because we know what it is because we do those for other th people. And I remember one time my mom said this. She said, just say thank you. Just say thank you. Why? Because that makes it worth it. Now, come Christmas time, you might get some really weird gifts. Right, You open up that gift and you're all stoked about it and you open up that box and you don't even know what it is. And the person that gave it to you, they're so happy. And uh, you know, this is horrible to say because somebody will probably listen to it and be the one that gave it. But my kids sometimes would get knitted stuff, right? Knitted hats or sweaters or whatever. And when you're a little kid, I'm sorry, but getting clothes is like not necessarily the greatest thing you're looking for. But I always love that we never had to tell our kids beyond training them to say thank you. 
you know, we weren't like, say thank you. Say, th- say thank you now, right? I mean, you see some parents and their kid doesn't say thank you. And they're like, if you do not say thank you, you will be destroyed. And uh, we never had to do that to our kids. They just said, thank you. And what was great is they never showed displeasure with their gift. They just said, thank you. Now, later on, we might talk about it, uh, but I am grateful that I had kids that did that. And that's because my mom and dad taught me and we pass that on to them. And someday they will pass that on. So we give thanks to God, whether good or bad, we give thanks to God. Now, this next point is interesting because at church Sunday, uh, clearly uh, our pastor and myself were on the same wavelength when it comes to giving thanks because he preached on this uh, situation. And uh, the second point is we need to give thanks when God provides. So we give thanks to God just for who he is, just for who he is, right? But then we also give thanks to God when he provides for us. In Luke 17, verses 11 to 19, Uh, Jesus cleanses 10 lepers and leprosy, man. I mean, this is some nasty stuff, right? Leprosy was so bad that they kicked you out of the community. They sent you outside the town. You had to live in these places with other lepers. You got like body parts falling off. I mean, it's not a good situation for you. And if you were a leper, it's not like you were going to get out of it. You were going to die a leper. And so Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem and he meets on the outside of town, these 10 lepers and, uh, these 10 lepers come to him and they're calling out on Jesus to show them mercy. You know, words gotten around what Jesus has been doing, uh, these miracles and, and they believe that he can do something. And so Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest And they go and on their way to show themselves they're healed. I mean, can you imagine you're walking and I don't know, maybe their hands are probably covered because they don't want people to see them. It's embarrassing. I'll tell you what, I got psoriasis. I have psoriatic arthritis and I've got psoriasis. And sometimes my psoriasis is so bad and it gets in like pronounced areas that start to show uh, sometimes my elbows. And it's just like, it's embarrassing And I've learned to just ignore it after all these years. And when you kind of get older, you just don't care anymore, right? But when you're younger, it's difficult. And these lepers, they were walking around and probably trying to hide what they were looking like. And so they're fully covered up. Even if it's hot, they're fully covered up. And on their way to the priest, I don't know if one of them pulled their hand out or said something feels different. You know, did they feel something, a tingling? I don't know. But they realize they're cured. And what is amazing is only one out of 10 returns to say, thank you. Can you imagine here? Here's what the statistics would say. Only 10% of people that God answers requests for go back and say, thank you. Right. That sounds like the chewing gum, right? Nine out of 10 dentists uh, approve of it. And I always wondered why well, did they survey 40 And nine said, hey, this is a good gum. So they said nine out of 10 because they can say that, even though it was nine out of 40. And and in this situation, you've got 10 people healed of leprosy. It doesn't happen. And they're healed and only one returns. And check this out. The one that returns is a Samaritan. 
The Jews looked down on the Samaritans, and the Samaritans knew it, and they didn't like the Jews. And yet they have found a common bond, the Jews and the Samaritans, in the fact that they have leprosy. And when they are healed, the one Samaritan comes back, and he says, thank you. And Jesus is like, where are the other nine? Weren't there 10 of you? Guys, how often have you been guilty of asking of God to do something and you pray and you pray and you pray and then he does it. And instead of showing gratitude, instead of saying thanks to him, you just move on to the next problem. You move on to the next problem and you never say, God, thank you. So we need to give thanks for God for who he is. And we need to give thanks for God when he provides. The third thing that we need to give thanks to God for is even when times are tough, right? When times are tough, sometimes we just don't feel like giving thanks. We don't see it because we're looking off at the struggles, at the battles, and we're failing to recognize that God is providing and in this situation, Jesus is sitting at the table with his disciples. He wanted to celebrate the Passover with them before he gave his life on the cross to die for our sin, guys, our sins. And he takes the bread and he takes the cup, thus leading to right the reason why we celebrate the Lord's Supper or communion with the bread and the cup and the, the bread representing the body and the cup representing the blood of Jesus. And I just want to say to you this, I know there are some that believe that uh, the bread becomes the body of Christ, the blood, the cup becomes the blood of Christ. It, it is a symbol of the bread, the body broken. That's why he broke it, broken for him. Was the body of Christ broken on the cross? No, because prophecy said it wouldn't be. And so it wasn't broken. Remember when he was pierced in the side and his blood flowed out and it was like water. There was just nothing there to give. And that was the cup, the blood that was poured out, the new covenant that we have in Jesus Christ. And so he takes this bread and he takes this cup and he is celebrating with them, but he's celebrating knowing what is about to happen, right? Jesus gives thanks knowing the suffering that is coming for him on the cross. He is going to be beaten he is going to be spit upon. He is going to be nailed to a cross. And yet he was innocent and had done nothing. And in Luke 22, verses 19 to 20, it says this, and he took bread and when he had what? Given thanks. He broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus takes the bread and he breaks it and he gives it to me. He goes, this is my body, which is given for you. I'm doing this for you. And he gives thanks for that. Guys, how many times in life when things go bad, do you say, oh God, thank you that my life is a mess right now. We just don't do it. And then he goes on and says, and likewise, the cup after they had eaten saying this cup that is, that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. So he's giving thanks for the bread and for the cup. And reality is what he is saying is, God, thank you. Now, in a little after this, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and he says, God, if you can remove the cup, if there's another way, do it. But if not, may your will be done. 
Men, we need to remember that when we are in the difficult times, we need to be able to say, God, thank you for my circumstances. Sometimes we have brought on our own circumstances. Sometimes we have had nothing to do with it, but we give thanks to God. We'll kind of wrap that up when we get to the end of this episode and bring it like to a close, pardon the the expression, but with a ribbon on it, uh, since Christmas will be on the horizon. The fourth thing that we want to look at is we need to give thanks for the people God has placed in your life. Okay, now if it stopped there, that would be great. Give thanks for the people God places in your life. But let me add just a little bit to the end of that. Even the difficult ones. We know the Bible says, love your enemy. What you do to the least of them, you do to me as to me. And, and, and so uh, what we have to recognize is you can't just give thanks for the great people in your life, for the people that support you, for the people that pat you on the back uh, that can benefit you. You can't just give thanks to them. You've got to give thanks to the difficult ones. If you've got that neighbor next door that drives you bad, you got to give thanks to them. I mean, in, in Ohio, we had a guy in our church, actually up in Michigan. I mean, when I was up in Michigan, we had a guy in our church who would rake all of his leaves. And he had a lot of leaves in his backyard. He would rake all of his leaves. And his neighbor then would blow all of his leaves into the guy in our church's yard. Man, that would get you so ticked off. And so I would always go over to his house and help him because I felt bad for the guy. And so I would go over and help him rake his leaves. And then he'd be like, he did it again. And it would be like three or four times that we would have to do this uh, because there were a lot of trees, a lot of leaves. And I just thought, why does somebody do that? Then I moved to Ohio and we had a lot of trees and our backyard would get full. And so I would do our yard and we had a single lady that lived next to us. I would jump the fence and go do her yard too. And sometimes even guys would come over and help me, which was awesome. And there was one day where I had spent a long time. I mean, I had blisters. I did it with a rake. I didn't have one of those power blowers. And I went out and uh, the neighbor behind us had blown all of their leaves into my yard, into my flowers, into my yard. And I had to get up and teach Sunday school on that Sunday. And I just said, guys, I said, I'm struggling right now. I said, because right now I'm pretty ticked off. And I said, and now I got to teach a Sunday school lesson. What was really cool is someone after Sunday school went over, must have skipped church, went, went over and did my leaves. They did my leaves. When I got back, I was like, they didn't say a word. They didn't tell me who. And I just thought, God, thank you. Thank you. Guys, we need to recognize to give thanks for people that God has placed in our lives. Uh, Paul, in his letters, he's always saying thank you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I love when God brings someone to my mind and I pray for him. Because in all honesty... I can't always tell people I'll pray for them because I'll forget. So I would rather pray for them right then so I don't fail them later. Uh, but uh, Paul says, 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayer. We're grateful for people. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. So one thing I try to do is I try to thank God for people in my prayers and express my gratitude because I know that they are in my lives because of God. Time after time, Paul shows gratitude for those in his life. Now, the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to giving thanks is this. Have you ever found yourself in a place where giving thanks was difficult? Perhaps you even found yourself not really able to find a lot to be thankful for. In these moments, we need to give thanks for our salvation. So that's the next point that I want to share with you is give thanks for your salvation. Guys, the greatest thing we have been given is not a car, is not a house, is not a boat, is not our clothes. It is our salvation because our salvation was not earned, was not deserved, but God freely gave it to us. Our salvation is what gives us eternity in heaven. So in those moments where you have a hard time finding things to give thanks for, give thanks for your salvation because God loved you more than you can ever know. And he gave his son for you. In 1 Corinthians 15, verses 50 to 58, it says this. I tell you this, brothers. I tell you this, believers, you that have accepted Jesus. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed for this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. Listen to this guys. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Man, I mean, that's where we should like be standing and applauding and giving thanks, right? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. And so guys, I want to challenge you this Thanksgiving. And if you are a believer, I mean, I am blessed to be part of a family where everyone knows Jesus Christ as their savior. I mean, that is awesome. But we need to give thanks for our salvation. I heard a story that went like this. And, and there were two men that were walking through a field one day. And they spotted a bull in the field. And this bull was ticked off. I mean, right? He was enraged. And he was looking for somebody to pummel. And so when they saw the bull and the bull saw them, Instantly, they began running as fast and as hard as they could toward the nearest fence. But the bull 
as he followed them in hot pursuit, it was clear that they were not going to make it. This bull was closing on them faster than they were getting to the fence. And so terrified, one shouted to the other, put up a prayer, (laughs) put up a prayer. We're in for it. We're not going to make it to the fence. And he's telling his friend to pray. And his friend says, I can't. I've never prayed in public before. I've never done that ever in my life. And his friend was like, you must. You have to do this. The bull is catching us. It's not going to go well for us. You've got to pray. And I'm thinking, well, why isn't he praying? He's asking his friend to pray. And so his friend says this. He goes, all right, I'll say the only prayer I know, the one my father used to repeat at the table, oh, Lord, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. I mean, can you imagine that? This bull is chasing them. They're going to get gored. It's not going to go well. And he says, oh, Lord, for what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. Funny, but true. Men in our lives, may we be men who give thanks. Give thanks to God no matter what our circumstances may be. May we give thanks no matter what the situation we face. And so we at time to man up. We want to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. And men, I want to encourage you to take advantage of this great opportunity for you to lead your family in giving thanks, for you to teach your children how to give thanks, to let them see the fact that even when life isn't going well, you can still find things to give thanks to God for. Even it's as simple as, God, thank you that I'm still breathing and alive. It's time, men. It's time to man up. It's time to give thanks. Let me leave you with these two final verses for you as you head into Thanksgiving. And perhaps this is something that can use as a springboard for you uh, as you get together with your families. Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always. And for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always. It's just a state of mind that we have in giving thanks. And it's for everything. We give thanks for everything. And in giving thanks for everything, we recognize who that thanks is directed to. It's God. We direct it toward God. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and then listen to this. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why do I rejoice always? Why do I pray without ceasing? Why do I give thanks in all circumstances? Here's why. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Guys, I want to wish you on behalf of myself, my family, I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family. Men, dads, husbands, it's time. It's time to man up. 
Have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>